Hey, Joe. Joe. What? Joe. What? What? Joe, are you up? What? Uh, yeah. Yes. I am talking. Yes. Okay. I missed you. Okay. And I want to tell you about the Brady Bunch season three. Is that? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess we're here. Okay. We're oh talking. my gosh. I don't know. Thank you so much. Okay. So first it's important for me to let you know that um, two things of note happened in season two, and I'm not sure how much you know about season two of the Brady Bunch, so I'm just going to go over... I don't know anything about season two of the Brady okay, Bunch. Okay, that's perfect. So, two things happened that are of note. Um, season two, episode 14, Greg smokes his first cigarette um, because his badass friend Tommy gets him to smoke with him, and Tommy's mom is the leader of an anti-smoking group. Whoa! Okay. So, Tommy gets stuck with... He gets caught with cigarettes in his pocket, and he blames it on Greg. Even though Greg smoked one cigarette and then was like, I hate this shit. I'm not smoking ever again. Huh. So then Greg convinces Tommy to tell the truth. Then two okay, episodes later. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You ever smoked a cigarette? Yeah, I have. Would you smoke a cigarette if your mom was the leader of the anti-smoking group? No, that would just look too bad on her. I would never do that to her. Okay. Yeah. Got to respect mom. So two episodes later, Bobby is rejected from the Glee Club. Okay. Now, at the same time, Peter is being mocked because he's playing football and he's on the Glee Club. Like, it's a high school musical thing where, like, you know, you have to decide, but he can't. Well, yeah, I can relate to that. So he's feeling really bad and he wants to drop out of the Glee Club or he wants to drop out of playing football. But then he has a heartfelt convo with uh, the defensive end of the Los Angeles Rams, Deacon Jones, and he convinces him that men can be multifaceted and do whatever they want. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, I actually, until I heard that from Deacon Jones, I truly didn't even consider that men could be multifaceted. Mm -hmm. Makes you think. Thank you, Deacon Jones. All right, so I just really want to tell you about season three episode one okay titled ghost town usa directed by oscar rudolph who's a new name okay new dude i like it written by howard leeds original air date september 17th 1971 wow the family travels to the grand canyon for the third annual camping trip on the way they stop at a ghost town for the night so already this is kicking off nuts because we got eight people in this family and they're going to drive into a ghost town so they can do an impromptu camping trip and stay the night there. No. Uh, no, that sounds so bad. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. No, that sounds so bad. Being 1971, driving to the Grand Canyon with your, like, six siblings. Like, that's cute, but oh also a God. ghost town in 1971, like... That's, like, recently ghosted. That's recently ghosted. Something yeah. just happened. Oh, boy. So there, they're confronted by an old prospector, Zachariah T. Brown, who fears they plan to steal his gold. What the fuck? <laughs> and he locks all eight of them in an old jail cell. What? <laughs> the family frees themselves, but Zachariah has taken their car. Peter and Mike go out to search for Zachariah and the car. Okay, so this is part one of a three-part episode. What the hell? Filmed entirely on set 
and in okay filmed entirely on set and in rural towns outside of los angeles okay so filmed entirely on location or in a studio (laughs) yeah so why say entirely (laughs) not sure okay so you go right into season two now at this point as I said, Peter and Mike have just gone out to search for Zachariah, who's playing Grand Theft Auto with the family van. So in episode two, Grand Canyon or Bust, the family stranded in the ghost town seeks help by starting a signal fire. Zachariah returns with Peter, Mike in the car. OK, so they got him. Mike has convinced Zachariah they are not stealing his claim. To all the gold, of course. Yeah, I, why do you have to convince this guy that you're not stealing the gold after he's imprisoned you against your will and he's stolen your car? Like, he, he should have to convince you that he's not bad. Also, where was he going in the car if all of his gold's in the town? Exactly. He was leaving them with the gold. This is BS. So that works, because then the family heads to the Grand Canyon. And there, they must ride mules down into the canyon, and Cindy and Bobby notice a Native American boy. They follow him, but get lost. So they... What? So they... (laughs) They see a Native American boy in the Grand Canyon, uh, and Cindy and Bobby seem to just follow him into the depths. So the others frantically search for Cindy and Bobby. Which ones are Cindy and Bobby? Are they the youngest? Cindy and Bobby are the two youngest. Let me double check and make sure I'm not lying to anybody. Yes, Cindy and Bobby are the youngest boy and the youngest girl. Played by Susan Olsen and Mike Lookinland. So that's the end of the second episode. Okay. And so that episode was mostly filmed on location at the Grand Canyon. Okay, that's pretty cool. I guess if I'm out with my family, you know, you, you wander off. Because especially, I mean, I know that my family is very small, but we still would get so tired of each other, you know? Yeah. But then yeah. if you're just going to wander off. I I don't know if I would just follow a boy. I don't know if I would just, if I were a boy, just be like, I got to follow this boy. Wait, were they lost before they started following? or No, or they got lost because they were following that boy. That must have been a hot boy. Yeah, most of them are. Or he had. <laughs> most boys what? are hot. <laughs> maybe he had like a. Maybe he had like a really cool game. Uh, maybe he had like a really cool. Like maybe he had the very first Nintendo DS. Yeah, maybe they just figured he knew what was going on, and then it's like, no, all boys are like dumb. Yeah. Doesn't matter where we come from. Every every boy is hot and dumb. dumb. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You know, you you lost me for a minute, but you you got me back towards the end. So you go right into episode three. Bobby and Cindy are found right off the bat. Mike comes to. I lost it. Oh, okay. So Mike comes to Jimmy's aid. And I believe that Jimmy is the boy that they followed. He had run away believing his grandfather would scoff at his ambition to become an astronaut. What? Oh, my goodness. Mike convinces him to talk to his grandfather. So it turns out to be proud of his grandson's ambition 
and he invites the Bradys to participate in a ceremony, making them honorary members of his tribe, and they each receive titles. Wow. I was scared. So then the episode ends on a big ceremony because they convinced this grandpa to be proud of... Well, no, they didn't even convince him. They found out that he was proud. It was all just a big misunderstanding. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. I want to watch the spinoff series where Jimmy becomes an astronaut. Yeah, let's see more Jimmy in the Brady Bunch. What's happening with... What's happening with that guy? I don't know. I don't know. It's raining outside where I am. Oh, yeah. The storm's getting pretty bad. Yeah. But also pretty cool. I love a storm. It's cool. I might just stay in and watch some movies, but... What are you going to watch? Probably something so scary. Oh, like in season three, episode two of the Brady Bunch, where Bobby and Cindy get lost? Well, that's more suspenseful. I'm talking about, like, scary. Oh, no, that's scary. It would be really scary to be lost. Not for me. (laughs) (laughs) I Yeah, I don't ever need a qualifier on why that wouldn't be scary for you. As soon as they're back from the Grand Canyon, Greg gets his driver's license and buys his first car. Yeah, now it, it seems like it's about time. Yeah, because now they've chased that. down a criminal in the ghost town. Yeah. Yeah, Greg deserves it. And, well, Greg was told that he can be multifaceted too, right? Uh, yeah. So no, now, that was uh, that was Peter. Oh. Greg smoked a cigarette. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you smoked a cigarette, he definitely needs to drive. Yeah, and along with his cigarettes, uh, he bought a 1956 Chevrolet Bel Air convertible. Is that good? Uh, you know, it seems like it might have been a cool car because he bought it from a, quote, slick-talking friend. But all the restoration in the world can't change the fact that the car is a lemon. Ugh. Oh. Greg plans on selling the car to a gullible friend. Okay, so he is the gullible so now, friend, and now he's yeah, turning now he's, it around. Yeah. Now to go, he's going to yeah. find an even more gullible friend than him. Sometimes you go from gullible to slick talking just out of necessity. In an instant. Yeah. At a moment's notice. But he has a change of heart and he sells it for junk instead. Wow. Are these 30-minute episodes? They've got to be. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. I think they're the standard amount of time. What was your first car? Uh, I didn't have my own until I was an adult. And up until then, my parents just let me drive their cars. Dude, nice. Yeah, it was nice. Were any of them a 1956... Chevrolet Bel Air convertible? No, no, no. Uh, they were well, I guess a 2008 Prius. Whoa! But that was like two years ago. The Prius is sort of a Bel Air convertible of the mid aughts. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think that its hatchback is like the drop top. Anyway, that's my awesome (laughs) connection between those two. 
I want to tell you something relatable that happens to Peter in episode six. Okay. Um, Peter is told he has no personality and he takes it to heart. So Peter's the one who is on the football team and the glee club. Okay. So it's absolutely ridiculous that anybody would tell that guy that he has no personality. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? So it says he tries to create a new personality, forcing different personae, including an impersonation of Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> that sounds awesome. This episode <laughs> sounds awesome. Yeah, this is so cool. So he repeats the family's dinner menu, pork chops and applesauce in a Bogart like voice. I can't think of how I would do a Humphrey Bogart voice. Is that is that in uh, your lexicon? Uh. Oh. I'm Humphrey Bogart. I actually don't know what he sounds like on the No, me either. <laughs> <laughs> I was going for the same. What are, what's the what am I thinking of? Like the Schnoman. Like who's that? Uh, <laughs> applesauce. I am Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's gotta be okay, no, no, let me that's think about Humphrey this. Bogart let me think about as this. Count Dracula. Let me think about this. Of all the uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I can do it. Um, oh, man. Well, I hope Peter did a better impersonation than we can. I bet he did. I mean, it was like, it was fresh back then. None of the impersonations go over well, so Peter buys a joke book. Oh, no. He doesn't have a personality, so he's going to start going to open mics. Who told him <sighs> that he has no personality? He, I just want to uh, talk. Wow. That is really what what everybody I've ever known has done with no personality is they buy a joke book and they start doing stand-up. <sighs> when he tries the jokes at his party, everybody knows the punchlines already. Oh, God. While trying to keep his party afloat, Bobby and Cindy, the youngest ones, who in the subplot are on a safety drill campaign, call a surprise fire drill forcing everybody to leave the house party. What? So he threw a party to show off his jokes. His jokes. Yeah. Because the Humphrey Bogart voice didn't go over very yeah. well. But then, like usual, your littlest siblings are going to call an emergency fraudulent fire drill. And everyone's going to have to Honestly, leave. if my jokes weren't going well at a party, I would want somebody to do that and just be like, okay, it's over now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good fail safe. Speaking of uh, 1956 convertibles, I actually left the top down on mine and we are in a storm where I am. Oh, boy. So I need to go out and close that. But as always, everyone listening can follow me at Ghost of Joe and follow at R-E-V-R-Y-E bread. Rev Rye bread. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's just how you spell it. That's how you spell it. And, um, yeah, basically, uh, all I have to say now is, um, Funko Pope! Funko Pope! Funko Pope! Funko Pope! Funko Pope!